Bench Talk. As High Sheriff of Herefordshire, this podcast has given me a great opportunity to profile amazing people of Herefordshire, particularly those in the voluntary sector. Vince McNally is one of those people. He's a modest MBE holder and he's been involved with so many vulnerable young people in Hereford and the county beyond. As you will hear, Vince is a straight talker. He's a coach, he's a manager, he's a multitasker, and he's also a very worthy recipient of more than just a medal. Today, our bench is right next to the boxing ring at the Southampton Community Centre, and we can currently hear the cheerleaders, the three degrees. So apologies for their hoops and their music, but I think we'll, we'll probably enjoy that as a bit of background. Vince, nice to see you. Before we talk about your work here, can, can I just hear a bit about your background and your family, why you ended up here in Herefordshire? I came here really through the RAF, um, so it was my last posting in the RAF, was here at Hereford. Uh, I'm married uh, with my wife Kath, have two kids, Jake and Abby, I'm also a granddad, so wow. yeah. Yeah. You don't look old enough for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the forces background, was that kind of formative for you? Yeah, I think it was, uh, or oh, definitely it was. I mean, I, I, I learnt an awful lot um, from it. Um, I, educationally, I didn't do brilliantly at school. And, and it wasn't until I, I joined up and, and went through the, the forces, I suppose, that they gave you that work ethic uh, to crack on and, and, and get things done. Uh, so, yeah, I think forces, it, 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 it does mould you. But then you came out of the forces... Yeah, came out and uh, I was uh, applied for a, a few different roles. Uh, I got offered a job as security and did, did different bits and pieces. But uh, I saw there was a, a like a uh, an assistant post with the council, and I thought I'd, I'd go with that. During the time then, I suppose that um, there was money with the local authorities and councils. So every time that they said, "Would you like to go on a course?" I said yes to. So I, I did so many different roles, from dog warden to pest control officer to. I can remember I was the man that used to stick the um, aid stickers on the back of toilet doors and things so it was just anything and everything and, and then when they said oh there's another course coming up um, I just used to to put in for it so it was it was good and eventually I became an environmental health officer with the council and uh, yeah interesting work at the time. So how did you graduate up to here up to the Hinton Community Centre and how did the process go here with with the community centre? I came here with a boxing club, so there's a boxing club here for about 15 years. Are you a boxer? Yeah, not a very good one. <laughs> um, but I love the boxing club, I love everything that, that we do. So we came came across that training. At that time, you couldn't box at 34 yet to hand in your gloves. They've, they've increased that now to 40. Um, I yeah came here to train, got into the coaching side and became part of the boxing club. Um, and then from there, it happened about eight years ago, we went through a, a bit of change within the community centre. Unfortunately, the manager that was here got made redundant and there were financial issues at the centre. It was just a lack of funding, lack of money. Um, so I got asked to take on the role of a volunteer manager here at the centre, which I get a kick out of that just as much as I do the boxing, to be honest with you. And you've done a lot with the centre in those last eight years. Yeah, it's it's grown. I mean, what I would say, it's it's not just myself, uh, and that's where I get a little bit, you know, with with the the MBE. It's not just me that's done done this stuff. It's always about a team, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is massively. Uh, Bev's been fantastic here at the centre. Roland and Jim. Uh, I mean, I can, all the trustee. Everybody does their bit, 
uh, and the groups that we have here they've, they've all made the sense of what it is and I, I get excited about that as, as much as the boxing now yeah so it's the boxing is the main thing for me yeah yeah, yeah it, it is so we're here three times a week uh, in the actual club but then we're here with other groups during the daytime as well so the boxing it is it's, that's it's, the thing well is. we're sitting right next to the boxing ring and I can see over there there's a coffin it's a cardboard coffin and it's one of the coffins that we would have used let's say on a, a, a drug related death so I'll talk to the kids about issues that, that I've had when there's been an addict that passed away trying to highlight what can happen if you go down that route uh, of drugs and you know and they listen uh, yeah I'd say we, we, we've done a lot of, of good we have had a, a lot of kids who have come to us and, and changed and that's all you can do is a constant kind of like battle of, of trying to, to, to change maybe their behaviour uh, and make sure that they've, they get good experiences uh, they might not live in the mm. best environment I mean we do a lot of work during the daytime with the pupil referral unit and the youth offending service mm. um, so we get lots of referrals and these kids um, you know they, they haven't got the best uh, of lives a lot of them they don't have very much success so as a boxing club we try and step in and give them that success it might be you know I mean some places unless you're a, like a Midland champion that's a success but for us they will be you can walk through the doors perhaps do a bit of skipping learning how to skip that's a success learning how to stand properly and move as a boxer that's a success so it's giving those little steps of success to try and you know you're making a boxer at the, at the end of the day but it's just the journey of, of getting there which which can be great and it's we get so much from it i know i do and the coaches mm. do but the, these kids that will have in i mean it is one of my concerns that that i mean i just saw recently in the Hereford times they're looking at reducing the numbers of kids in the pupil referral uh, and we do work with a lot of the kids that, that are part of the county line so if they're reducing their numbers down which I think they're going from 80 to 50 what's going to happen with yeah, it? Yeah, you just don't want them slipping between the cracks do you? Certainly don't and, yeah. and, and I, I, I know there's some of the, the dealers that hang around those schools so any of those kids that are coming out you know the kids that are in there the kids that are having these issues you don't want them to be picked up mm. and, and part of that process mm. so for us I suppose it's about giving offering a, a different way or it could be just the kids coming in and, and talking to somebody different uh, um, positive having positive people around you is so so important I mean we, we, everyone's acknowledged that over the last 12 months and what's happened sure. with COVID yeah. you know so trying to stay positive is so important so is there a big connection between the club and the police yeah there is there is I mean we, we are a police and community club um, so that was important for us um, <laughs> So that makes sure that we our standards uh, we have to our standards are a, a little bit uh, higher perhaps than those clubs that, that aren't, um, and and it's good the, the link with the local police they'll come and help us when we, we are dealing we're talking to the kids about different issues so it could be about drink and drugs antisocial behaviour noise complaints or whatever the the police will come in and have a chat and I think it's great that you'll have the police there and. And they'll get to know the kids. Yeah. So when they so are, so you in get the some respect. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's respect. But also, if the kids do have issues, you know, they can think, well, I can go and talk to him or her because I met them down at the boxing club, and they're they're all right. So, so I think it's it's a good thing. It humanises the police. Yeah, 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 very much. So. And what about um, England boxing? Is there there must be a relationship there too? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So our club support officer Mick Maguire from Birmingham, he comes down quite a lot. 
Uh, so we do work an awful lot with the Birmingham clubs. Um, Pre-COVID, we had um, summer camps, so we'd have over to 70, 80 boxes staying here for smiling camps. So, and a lot of the kids there, they, they, I mean, kids on the edge of crime were actually in, in gang crime, gang culture. So they're coming to Hereford. It's you know this was their summer holiday, and it was mm. it was just great. And learning about people is so important. You know, boxing club has got to be about development, but not just about boxing. It's about developing you as a person. So it's uh, so important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've, uh, we've we've just been outside with the Fit and Fed program. Those youngsters. So that's another initiative you're running right now. Yeah, that's that's a great program that we started three years ago. So there are, there are problems uh, that we all know about. You know, Marcus Rashford hit the headlines because of food poverty and the issues out there. But we've seen it for years, really, with the kids that have they've come there. Some of the kids that come into us in the morning through those referral groups not being able to train properly because they've not had any breakfast you know they're not eating they're not, they're not drinking enough water they're, they're, all of these issues where you hope that there'll be somebody there that's a parent somebody to look after them that would would do that so um fit and fed was about targeting those kids who didn't eat properly during the the, the school holidays so the summer holidays we did six weeks last last uh, summer um, we do Christmas fit and fed. We do, you know, we just done the Easter one. So you do a bit of a regime and then they all, go home the with, way, a, with a box. Yeah, box all, of all the way through. So they'll, they'll do a training session and then they'll get this time around, it's about lunch. Whereas before we could come in in the calf and that was nice. So we get a home cooked meal. Um, yes, yeah, really, really good. And we get, as coaches, we get a lot from that as well. I mean, the profile of your young must be incredibly varied. I, th I think you've also got um, unaccompanied young asylum seekers. How do they fit in? And are there any in particular that you might want to talk about? Everyone fits in in the club. It doesn't matter your background, where you're from, you know, your race, religion. Everyone fits in. Um, we do. We do have a lot of uh, of kids from Eastern Europeans, a lot of Arabic speakers. Just uh, it's a whole kind of like a mix up of different people, and and we're stronger because of that. We're, we're a stronger club. We're a stronger community because of that. And I suppose notably, you know, the, the one that I get asked about the most would be Othman, who came to us as an unaccompanied asylum seeker, and he's just such a cracking lad. He's Where absolutely did he come fantastic. From? Libya. So he's from Tripoli. Um, he had such a horrible start to life where his father was murdered. Um, yeah, he's been shot, he's been stabbed, he, he, he was knocked down with a car, left for dead. Um, it, awful, the, the militia and the war in Tripoli. Yeah, the trauma, really, really, that trauma yeah, that he must bring with I, him. I can't imagine, it, mm. it must have been terrible. So, so uh, And his, his mum said to him about trying to get away, if he can get away, and he managed to... So did he get on a boat? Yeah, stowed away in a boat to Italy, so uh, got across to Italy. And he, he walked from Italy all the way through to France. Really? And, and yeah, ended up in Paris. And I mean, he's only a teenager at this 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 age, and he's just trying to. Because his mum said, "Try, you've got to try and make a better life for yourself." Um, and, and I mean, that you know, the future for him wasn't looking in bright there at all because because of the war situation. Mm. Put yourself in that situation. I would do the same. Oh, that was my kids. I would do exactly the same. Yeah. So so he eventually manages to get to this country and. Through a program, he he came out away from London where he, he first was, and uh, he he got born to Herefordshire, and uh, yeah, he, he's such a, a cracking lad, 
um, we had uh, we had Eritreans here. We had d different people. He was living with a couple of um, other asylum seekers. Unfortunately, they ended up going going back down to London. Um, Othman, he stayed. He wanted to box. Came to the club, and everybody, everyone loves Othman. He's just such a love such, to meet him. Thanks yeah, he's, he's yeah. honestly. Next time you come down, uh, he trains so hard, and that's his, his work ethic is, is massive. Um, so he, he got so his first season with us, he got to the finals, the national finals. Wow. Uh, went to the Birmingham Box Cup, became the champion, you know, in, in Birmingham Box Cup. He just so he's a real success story, but he's yeah. always going to carry that trauma with him, isn't he? He is, he and he, he kind of like about. yeah, and it's it's difficult to to think about being in that situation. I mean, uh, he was it was either seventeen or eighteen. It was his birthday, and he only found out about it looking at his, his license or card as, as we call it so we had his date of birth in there and I saw it was birthday coming up so went and got him some presents from across the road over in Asda and I got him some headphones and hat and gloves because he suffers with a cold coming from you know Africa um, so um, yeah, the gym was buzzing that night everyone was there working away you know on the punch bags full of testosterone it was, it was just you know a full-on session sparring going on it was, it was great session at the end of the session I just said well special night tonight um, you know it's Othman's birthday and we gave him the presents and he started getting upset uh, and there I mean a pair of gloves and a hat he started getting upset and I got upset and, emotional. Then, and then everyone was getting if anyone had come to the boxing club and, and seen that they would have all thought, these tough kids who well, would have thought, be boxing what kind of were a boxing club all in tears yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it's mad but I mean and that's the that's that's why we love it really it's mm. not, it's not the, the boxing as such it's that kind of like that sense of family mm. in, at the club is fantastic I mean I'm guessing with all of this these kind of people and the trauma that has goes through many of their life I, I'm guessing you find quite a lot of mental health issues amongst your youngsters yeah, I think that is definitely, um, you know, mental health issues with people in general has, has, has gone up, whether that might be perhaps, maybe it's more acceptable to talk about mental health problems now, which is a good thing. Um, but I do think, especially with lockdown and everything that's happened, I mean, we're certainly seeing more people self-harming, um, you know, uh, now. We are, we're, we're seeing more, and I think it's, it's actually acknowledged, isn't it, by the government, by the British Medical Journal, lots of different people are saying how, how much children's mental health has been affected, you know, by COVID especially, by that, you know, seclusion. Mm. And, and Well, we've all felt it, so yeah, my goodness only yeah. knows how more affected people might feel. We tried to do our, our best. So during the COVID period, we, we gave out about 150 isolation packs. That was a training equipment and we started doing online training and videos and things. So our coaching team been fantastic. Our head coach, Paul Catton, he, he went to town on that and that, that was great. So giving those people opportunities to stay busy. Mm. And I think it's, mm. you know, that's that physical activity and staying busy, it's a, it's a good thing. So we did, did all that. Uh, and then the centre, the centre we had lots of changes because we, we were approached then by the hospital. Um, so we've got a sleep apnea service and pulmonary rehab come in use the gym now as well so we kind of like had to change and that was that was quite a you know to, to get through to make sure that the, the center was was usable for the hospital to come in and we got inspected and everything yeah, well I think in the last 12 months we've all had to change I mean, we started with the floods if you remember yeah yeah the, the floods the flooding that we had we, we were kind of like um, 
we were nominated as a, 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 a place for the police and the fire brigade to come along and, and drop people off um, that are suffering with, with flooding in their properties. So a, again, what, what was really nice, because and, and, I do, I hear a lot of negativity about, about asylum seekers and, and you know migrants coming over here. We, we had a lovely old couple that were here and they, got a, they had to come away from their property. The fire brigade brought them here. They came by boat. Uh, not all the way, but they were, they were boating. So we're pretty property. near the river here, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, Did we, it flood yeah. up the lane here? Yeah, they were yeah. concerned that it was going to breach the wall and go over. So yeah. properties further along the road there were flooded. Yeah. Um, so we had this lovely couple came to us. Uh, they were, you know, in their eighties. And uh, the, the the lady, she she'd had a hip replacement, and the the, the guy he wasn't, you know, he suffered with their health a lot. And bless them, they were going to be sent out to the leisure centre, you know, to stay there. They had some like camp beds, emergency beds. And, and the guys in the gym had a whip round and they paid to put up the couple in the Green Dragon Hotel for them, wow. which I thought was lovely, especially when you consider these guys were asylum seekers and refugees that get such a negative, bad name, yeah. and yet they're doing their best to help an old couple, yeah. you know, from Hereford. And they, I, I just thought that was, that was lovely, you know. So helping each other is so important, and that's, that's in a nutshell what the community centre is about. I know you don't really want to talk about it because you're so modest and you can't think why you got it and not the whole rest of the club, but, but your MBE, tell, tell me what happened the, the day you got your MBE. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, there are so many people that deserve this and, and yeah, but I had the email to say that I've been nominated and I was very honoured and, and, and humbled by it all. Uh, my wife, because as soon as I saw the email come out, I thought, what's this? And, and I... Uh, showed it to Kath, my wife, and she said, oh, no, no, you will accept that. Um, and yeah, then went through a process. You, have to, you couldn't say anything to anybody. When I read further, don't say anything to anyone. This is kind of the strictest confidence. And, You'd already uh, told your wife. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> when, when I first see the email come through, I thought, well, I hadn't read it all. I just yeah. said, what's this? So um, then I, we had to wait till October. Did they get the email in May? And then I think in October was the day that, that it's going to come out. And Heading towards that day, I thought, oh, this, you know, it's going to be different. Uh, well, this is going to be a bit strange, surreal almost, like, you know. So it but was, was announced in the paper, I guess, yeah, and it was by announced. all channels. Uh, yeah. I, I, it was on social media first, and then yeah. you know, the, the press and everything. And and, uh, and I did, I thought, well, you know, it was going to be a bit strange. So I woke up and I thought, oh, it's going to be quite nice day to, you know, it's just nice, isn't it? And it was one of the, oh, it, it was so emotional. I've got to say it was one of the worst days in, in one respect because <laughs> I never cried so much because, you know, I mean, there, was, there were like people contacting us from, from years ago and saying, well, we come to the gym and how it changed our lives, we've done this. And I was, and, and again, it's not about me. It was, it was other people as well that have done this. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm really aware that it's, it, you know, it is those other people that made the difference as well. But when I was getting all these emails from different people and, uh, and I was just in bits. And so my phone would go and it'd be... Yes, another text Yeah, because I, I was just getting so emotional about it. It was, it was, wow. it was a bit mad. From what you've said already, I can tell why you're the worthy recipient. Well, yeah. But, but you have to so bring many... it, when you do eventually get it, you have to bring it back and somehow cut it up and share it around. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll ever get to the palace? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's been just great to... to 
been great to to have been nominated for it and you know awarded it. And if we get to the palace, that that would be lovely. If we, if we do, we do. We don't, we don't. It's yeah. just I mean, it's just you know. Hopefully you will. Yeah. Just to come round to my normal question that I always ask in my podcast is about Herefordshire because I'm sharing this visit Herefordshire um, post COVID tourism recovery thing. So. Could you give me your your three top tips for Herefordshire? What to do, where to go? Well, I think for me it'd have to be. I mean, the countryside is it's absolutely beautiful there, the county. So um, if I was going to go anywhere, and we do, we, we know if we have a day off, me and Cathal will go to the Cat's Back. Is our probably our favourite walk. Um, so that's where I'd go. Go to the Cat's Back. I suppose after I've been to the Cat's Back. I'd probably be thirsty and if I was going to go out I'd go to the barrels and I'd have a pint there White Valley Breweries um, yeah. I, I think you know that's that's great I, I had an experience there when my son was 16 um, and my wife said to me about going to his uh, his end leaving do and it was the guy there Peter Amor I think was his name he was doing a presentation I didn't want to go I thought oh god this is, I think boxing was on or something that night didn't want to go I went and it was one of the most inspirational talks of her it was great there was everything in it there was drink there was gambling there was it was all sorts in this this talk and it was just fantastic because it was all themed around what whatever you do in life try and do something that you're passionate about and as much as i've never spoken to him but he did he affected me that that kind of after that talk it was such a good a good talk so 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 that inspired you even before you came here um, I guess I think oh, well, I was already here you I was were already, already involved, here no, uh, you were in here. it but he was just it just really stuck in my mind yeah. on, on what he had to say did it inspire your son as well yeah I mean it, my son's now he's working in the Wirral so he's a dietitian. so he's always having a go at me he would say to me stay out of the barrels and don't drink the beer because <laughs> you're putting too much weight on his inspiration would be the boxing club one of the hardest things about boxing is keeping the right weight when you, you when you are at a certain level you know your weight becomes really important in championships um, so you have to maintain that and maintain a healthy weight so I mean that's a whole conversation that I can have with you about you know your weights and it's a constant struggle that I'll have with my boxers that they'll try and cheat the scales you know possibly by doing things like dehydration not drinking properly and they've got a, a you know bouts coming up so I'm constantly checking to make sure that they're keeping their hydration levels up. So it's, you know, weight, that's a different yeah, topic, but yeah. that's, that's um, and that's something that I think that, that he picked up on and something that he was interested in. Yeah, and that's Passionate what took him down down yeah. that route. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you know. And your third top tip? Uh, just the city itself. I mean, it's such a lovely city. You've got the river, you know, you've got, uh, there's so many interesting buildings and the history of the city. The history of the city is is really really interesting when you you look at, at how the city was look at some of the street names and how they changed over the years. I mean, I'd love to to do something on horrible history. You know, you've seen that kids TV. Yeah, yeah. I love that kids TV program. But you look horrible at, histories of Hereford. Yeah, I, Maybe I think you that, should do be, that that would be amazing. You know, this sounds a bit terrible, doesn't it? But you know, where 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 the hangings used to be in Hereford. Where well, that's appropriate for a high sheriff. Right, yeah. So, and it's set the sword out. Yeah, it's it's true. All of that that history, and we've got a wealth of history. And I think sometimes we we don't kind of like we should we should do more with it. Yeah. You know. So I think I think just the just the city. It's it, we've got a lot to to do. Obviously, with COVID and everything that we've had, and we've a lot of challenges there. But I, I think that 
that it's worth fighting for and really make make sure that the city becomes you know up there with the time mm. i'm sure it can yeah I'm sure it will Thank you, Vince. I mean, your commitment to this centre and the community beyond is quite overwhelming. You, you must have made a difference to so many kids' lives, and it's people like you who give us faith in the altruistic human spirit. Having just had a tour here at Hinton, there's a real spirit of positivity, mutual admiration, support, and there's an awful lot of smiling faces. Thank you once again. No, thanks. Thanks for coming, Joe. That's great. Come back and see us. I will. I'm going to come to your Christmas box. Oh, I hope you do. <laughs>